Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Lou Tolles, founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. Keep the music flowing. We'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. Hey, 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 hey. How feeling? Journey through the stories that define the artists playing Bonnaroo. Who are they? What are they? What will you see? The what? Which bands? This year? That matter? Yay. With Brad Steiner and Barry Corder. Oh, the what podcast, a podcast for Bonnaroovians by Bonnaroovians. Days are numbered. It's all over. It's all over. Goodbye, sweet prince. Good night, Barry. Good night, Lord Taco. Time to leave. Time to exit. Time to say goodbye to season three of the what podcast. Final thoughts? Anything that you want to get off your chest? Some uh, anger? Frustration? Anything? What? 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 Yeah. What yeah, was that? Over. It's over. It's all what over. What was that? Wait. Taka, what was that? It's some water. That's what. <laughs> that's how bad it is, Brad. <laughs> Wait. It's come no, no, to this. There, no, there's, no difference. there's no difference <laughs> between what that is and PBR. So. Oh, it's yes, come there to is. This. <laughs> it's come I, to this. I can't even drink a PBR. I was oh, going to no. ceremoniously open uh, a good Hutton and Smith and put it in one of these. Oh, is that a what Whoa. podcast koozie? Are you kidding me? Yeah. yeah. I was right. I was I was bringing some hope and that then he brings exciting. out water. Yeah. Sorry. Wow, that <laughs> Sorry. hurts me. That hurts me to my core. <laughs> Those uh, koozies look good. Look at that. Those yeah, we should nice. mention if you're if you're listening to the podcast, you should probably watch this on YouTube so you can yeah. see the what podcast koozie that Barry has. Yeah, and not only do you see the koozie, but sometimes you don't see his arm. It's uh, just sometimes uh, disappears. <laughs> you're like the Back to the Future photo and Back to the Future one, just <laughs> like gradually thing. disappearing. Uh, so yeah, the koozies are ready to go. The stickers are ready to go. T-shirts are uh, on the way and uh, should be uh, on the way to you, all the Patreons. And, and first and foremost, thank you to all of them. Uh, for making season three the most successful to date, and I guess uh, this would be a good time to run through some of them before we get into the uh, the news of the week, huh? Keep talking. That, uh, well, There's I, the sticker right there. Oh, look at that! The sticker. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and then they got the podcast, uh, the the koozie, and then the T-shirt. I feel like oh, and the mixtape. The mixtape is the only other thing that I haven't uh, brought up. Mixtapes are we're wrapping those up. Most of those good. are recorded, ready to go. Yeah. Actual, real mixtapes. If you have a tape player, you can play this in your tape player. I actually got is something that uh, I haven't gotten in years. Uh, being in radio, they send you, you know, CDs and merchandise and, and shit from bands all the time. Uh, for the first time in probably 20 years, 
I got a cassette tape this week. Oh, Whoa. they actually sent me a cassette tape. I know it's been a long time. Somebody actually sent a cassette tape through the mail, but uh, yeah, to work me on a song, they sent me a cassette tape. I loved it. I loved I'm everything look- about it. I'm looking at a stack of the CDs. Yeah, I haven't had a mixtape in forever. And uh, did they ever work? I mean, you know, the mix, the whole idea behind the mixtape was, you know, to impress a girl, right? You were that's, you were picking songs that impressed. I always it was always seemed to do the opposite. I don't Maybe know. it was Me, my ta- level of tape. <laughs> ta- Taco and I are far younger than you, Dad. Uh, we <laughs> use mixed CDs, so we didn't use mixtapes. Oh, I never used mixtapes. Yeah, they and now yeah. either one. Uh, you know, I don't know. I I guess I never tried to use it for for picking up girls. I've used it to try and, to try and show off. Yeah, I try to show off. Well, how, that's the same thing. That's the same thing. I, I guess, but like, I had no intentions of like someone actually liking it. I wanted you to be, you know, you know, somehow take me more seriously than I was taking myself. Um, yeah, this is how much I, I understand you. i i will say though um through the three that you can choose mine is absolutely the best uh my mixtape is absolutely heads and above better than the other two you can choose by the way uh i'm very excited today that uh me and barry finally match for the first time this season we've decided to wear the same outfit this is the this is the first it took uh 25 episodes by the way how many uh episodes did we do this year we did Um, a ton we're up to, I think, 23. Oh, my 22, God. 23. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> for it's for a, a year that doesn't exist. <laughs> for, a, for a bottom run that didn't even happen. Can we go ahead and tell uh, people next year we're not doing 23 episodes? We're not doing 23? <laughs> I'm not going to say because we didn't think we'd be doing year three. Are you kidding? Yeah, good point. I, mean, uh, I, think, I think when we set out this year, we said 15 was our number. 15 was going to be a comfortable number, and uh, boy, we went past 15 really early. I mean, I think we were in 15 in March. Yeah, Yeah, but I mean, not to, you know, toot our own horn, but I think they've been good episodes. And I I think, you know, it's one of the reasons I want to talk today is, uh, you know, we've, we've sort of been on top of the industry. You know, I mean, obviously it's a weird year, uh, but I don't. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think we've been wrong about anything, have we? Uh, no, I don't think so. And um, it is, it is, you know, it's not time for us to toot horns and 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 yeah. pat on the back. But uh, there's a reason why I hope that you listen to this show, right, uh, right? Because we we are talking about things that we are either. Either know as facts or are very, 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 very informed opinions. And when we were saying uh, back in March that this was not going to happen, it's because I was explicitly told it's not going to happen. Um, and it wasn't from one person. It wasn't from two right. people. It wasn't exactly. just from AC. It wasn't just from Live Nation. It was over and over and over from artists to management, it wasn't going to happen. And then, uh, and I tweeted this out the other day when I was told that um, the reschedule date, when they made the reschedule date, and I said, "Well, what's the perc- before the reschedule date? It was zero percent chance of it happening." And then they made the reschedule, and I said, well, "What's the chance of it happening now?" And the same person told me, "Yeah, one percent. It was never going to happen." And uh, you know, I was an idiot. We were all proven wrong from this virus at first. I mean, when this started in February, I straight up said, eh, it'll be done by Easter. I think right. we'll be done sure. by Easter. 
And I was fighting it and fighting it. And then um, we can all remember when ACL fell. I'm sorry, it was, it was South by Southwest. When South by Southwest fell, that's when everything started falling apart. And then um, Coachella went and so went the rest of the industry. And uh, it, the writing was on the wall from the beginning. Um, and I, I think I think that last part that you just said is the key. I don't mean it to be a na-na-na-na, you know, we're right and you're wrong type of thing either. It was just you and I were able to see how big it was. You know, it's not a want it to go away. It's not a we wish, we wish we're right type of thing. It was just there were so many dominoes and pieces that were falling that it just didn't make sense, you know? Um, yeah, and this I, week, I, you know, Bonnaroo, I mean, I don't know how, I, I assume we're going to get into it because uh, obviously you've made phone calls, I've made phone calls this week. Um, Live Nation is much smaller than it used to be. AC mm -hmm. Entertainment is much smaller than it used to be. Mm -hmm. It's not a simple... And that's the point I've been trying to make from the beginning. It's not just a simple ring a bell and open the door. Hey, we're all back open. Um, you know, there were so many moving parts that quit moving. And for them to be able to, um, to make it happen was just not possible. And yeah. it's not because they didn't want to. Trust me. The, it's not well, because yeah, they, they didn't want to. Yeah, so... Uh, when when I go back and I, I I review all of the things that we either were trying to say that were newsworthy, that were uh, information that we had been given, uh, there wasn't a time where that information was wrong. And uh, each time it came up, we tried to make it pretty apparent that these were very, very informed opinions slash uh, direct pieces of news. And uh, well, not one of them... Multiple. Yeah, yeah. Not and not. I one never. Of them. I never. I never said anything that I only got from one person. Yeah, I wouldn't. The uh, and I and I, you know, I and I look. It, it may be different next year. We may be totally wrong next year. But this year, uh, I, I keep seeing people on Twitter and the Reddit's and and God love them say things like, "Called it." Told you this was going to happen. Called it. Told you it was going to happen. Well, I mean, we sort of broke this news in March. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so we could sort of explain this to you. So I'm glad that you called it. Um, the other thing that was interesting to me was over the past week, Ashley's interview with that Knoxville paper, um, which kept kept saying the same things that Barry had been saying for so long. And the thing that we sort of... Uh, kept hearing as well over and over and over. A tour doesn't just happen with one-offs, and it's so expensive for a one-off to happen. A whole tour has got to be built. A whole uh, show has got to be designed. A set has to be built. People have to be paid. It cannot, and just one-off festivals, that is going to be an expensive, expensive endeavor, and, you know, nobody got that money right now. So right. uh, a one-off festival is just not going to, not going to happen if there wasn't a tour to support it. And I thought that was such a, a great point that you made damn near eight weeks ago. Yeah, no, it was, uh, that's what, I, that's what people were telling me is it there's so many moving parts and you know, the fact that, uh, add in, nobody wants to be the one to make somebody sick. Nobody wants to make their family sick. 
Um, so no, it was just so evident. And, um, I, it, it troubles me a little bit that there's still a few events out there that are fighting this, if you will. You like Trump rallies, uh, Trump rallies, NASCAR <laughs> and college football and, uh, yeah. pro athletes. I, I, it's, uh, it's confusing. Look, I, uh, confusing. I, we, I know I, there's I money. I know there's massive amounts of money involved. Yeah. Um, I can't speak as an expert on what um, people in college football and sports are going to do because I I just don't have the people I can call and ask. But um, it I, to me this sounds insane. Uh, this NBA thing, uh, the baseball is the dumbest set of rules I've ever heard in my life. I mean, you're not going to buy a ninety dollar silhouette head of Brad to sit in uh, whatever your favorite. I don't even nor know. What... Am I, no, nor am I going to watch a, a, a sport that is only playing a third of the season and is changing the overtime rules basically on a whim as games are played. Um, that's stupid. The The college football thing is just getting worse. You've got uh, LSU players uh, getting uh, tested positive. You've got um, uh, the NFL thinking they're going to start in 75 days. That is, I, I just can't. I, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> it's like I keep going through this idea of, of if one person, who's young and, um, and healthy, gets sick, and it infects an entire team, the, what what does a team do? They just they, all right. They, so so play they, it out. The whole what, if, out. what if the entire team gets sick, as has happened down in Texas, right? And they pull out of the league. You're gonna you're gonna make up new rules now instead right. of eight teams we got seven right and, know, and, and what how, is the how, end who? goal what is the end goal and Mal- Malcolm Thank Jenkins you. who plays for the uh, Eagles said it perfectly the other day after Zeke Elliott was you know diagnosed with COVID he said football and sports are not an essential business you want me to put my life on the line and my family's life on the line and, and so many other, my friends on the line for what? This is not I'm so glad you asked that. I actually posted on a, my favorite college football team. I said, let me ask it this way. What a, as a parent, you're asking my kid to go out there and play so you can watch football. Right. And I got all kinds of blowback, you know, he's doing it so he can get drafted by the NFL. Really? Okay. Yeah, there ain't no NFL that's, that's going right. to be drafting right okay, now. Okay, so I get it. Luck. I mean, it sucks for everyone, and I get that it's not fair. I get that he's worked his rear end off to get to this point. That that wasn't the question. Basically, you're doing it so that TV can, you know, yeah, hey, you, you can get the TV revenue and that, you know, Brad and Taco and I can watch football. That's right. That's, that's it. Right. Otherwise, that's right. it's, you know, and then, um, so, yeah, same with the— um, I mean, NASCAR, I I can't, I don't even know how I feel about that. I'm not a NASCAR fan, so I, I don't, you know, I'm coming at it from a bad attitude already. But just because you've got $8.2 billion wrapped up in TV doesn't mean they have to race, you know? Right. Or well, there, it's true. And the, the sports, the sports is one thing, you know, I, I keep hearing from uh, a lot of people who are fighting this, this, thing and and just desiring it to go away and because they want it to go away it it must be gone um there is something to be said that we cannot function as a country without the economy to move and the economy has to move in certain ways uh and you know businesses are, are shutting doors across the country 
when does it when does it stop? When when do we actually try and and make this economy work? And how do you even do it? Now, granted, I don't know those answers. I'm not I'm not smart enough to figure right. that out. But what I do know is there's absolutely zero leadership from the top, and nobody seems to know what in the hell to do. Uh, right. You know, Florida and Texas rolling back the bars and the restaurants uh, after going literally crazy and having Sean Hannity, you know, give them a standing ov- ov- ovation a month ago as if they were doing something so monumentally uh, uh, brilliant. Yeah, which is which I, which I think is why it's important what it's happened. I know what's happened in the last two months is that the second that somebody gets sick, it shuts everything down. And imagine if somebody gets sick in the middle of an NFL season or in the middle of this basketball season. All of a sudden, one team's totally gone. Another yeah. team can't play that team. And then the whole thing's done. You're not going to get a full season. Which is why it's just coincidental, I guess. But, I mean, the, thing, the things that I have covered, written about, whatever, are restaurants and entertainment. And they're so connected and to me they're so connected to everything else we need to eat we need to be entertained we want Mm -hmm. to eat we want to be entertained but in doing so we're asking other people you know to put themselves at risk right Mm -hmm. which is what we're talking about so um i think you and i were on the phone the other day things like bonnaroo they don't have tv money so they don't have that, but their entire industry is shut down. I mean, I don't think people understand. Right. It's not just that Brad and Barry and Taco don't get to go see Miley Cyrus, you know. <laughs> Which, by well, the way, the more I study, I was literally about to say when you put it that way. I, <laughs> I know. I'm not kidding. The more I study, it, I really want to see that. Uh, but it's not just that. It's entire families, you know, are out of work. I get that, Mm -hmm. but it's for a reason. Um, I can't tell you how devastated the people that I've talked to in the industry are about, and they're people out of jobs, you know, it's not because they don't want to have Bonnaroo in September. (laughs) They desperately want to. Think about the impact of Manchester. I mean, they kind of rely on that uh, well, that's, you know, you know yearly... we, yeah, we should bring that up because, you know, the rumors were out there, Taco, I think you were hearing it, that, uh, they were going to do something. They might still do something right. Uh, because that city needs it so badly. I mean, you're talking millions and millions of dollars that come in in 10 days, yeah. uh, now gone, at least for this mm-hmm. year. Um, yeah, but yeah, again, back back to what I was saying. You can't force it just because you want it. And and I right. said this to you. I said this to you three weeks ago that uh, I I absolutely know that Live Nation is trying to set up um, events in and around the southeast for five to ten thousand people, uh, mostly outdoors. Um, I I I just can't say where it's going to be, but read between the lines here. Um, they are going to try and put together um, something to sa- salvage some money. Um, and if they can find the right artist to uh, take this risk, and if they can put together enough um, safety protocols, then they're going to try and recoup something for the end of the year. Now, uh, we're doing in New Orleans, there is uh, C3, 
is putting on a, a drive-in concert. They're doing Tank and the Bangas one week, Galactic the next week, and then Revivalist the third week. I don't know how tickets are selling. They went on sale last week. Uh, I've got to imagine that some of these things are going to pop up from time to time. I will be totally honest with you. I don't think they're going to work. Um, I know that some some artists are better for this than others, but you know the last drive-in show that I saw, they've had people you know dancing on top of their cars. Uh, they don't last very long in their car when the music starts going. They're up and down to the bathroom, on and on and on. It's just it's a powder keg ready ready to blow. And you know the last thing insert community wants is to look like another Ozark pool party. Um, you're 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 right. But the other thing is, um, I think they're doing it not because the revenue they think they're going to see from it so much as the optics and the we got to do something and let's do something and then learn from it um, type of thing. Uh, one of the things that we've heard is that the farm will host a couple of small shows, 5,000 and under. I think I told you that, and you know your immediate reaction was why that makes no sense. Where they doesn't make any drop, sense. Where they're going to draw people from? But I think it's more to Taco's point. It's probably a little bit of uh, throw Manchester a bone. Uh, it's a huge farm. Obviously, they can have lots of people there. Five thousand doesn't even feel like you know a gathering. So they can do it. They'll learn from it. Uh, I say that because our own songbirds here is doing similar. Not all of them are working. Very can few, I ask you if something? any, can are I, making money. Can I, can I back up for a second um, to our conversation with Exit In and, and, um, Chris. To, yeah, and to the songbirds point? Does Chattanooga and Tennessee, except, uh, especially, not have some sort of live music ban? Are you, is, it, governor, is it okay that you can do... 200 people in a space with live music? The governor had shut down bars and restaurants and all that, but then he opened up sort of outdoors. And so what they've been doing is sort of patio shows because they have that station street, if you remember. it's So they can have a guy out on a patio playing as people walk by. It's not necessarily a gathering. Now, they've been moving inside because that's opened up a little bit. Um, but uh, I've got So that's not banned in Tennessee. No. Indoor shows are not banned in Tennessee. No. Okay. So right. so nothing so there's there I don't we haven't checked in with Chris since all this has happened. Now, he hasn't uh, had any. Yeah, I was about to say. Has he? He hasn't had it? any and and honestly the I I mean I, I think I'm saying this right and if I'm wrong apologies to songbirds but it's more or less they want to set them up outside and if the weather forces they go inside. Now they did have Emmy Sunshine um, which by the way, did very well for us. People watched that. That was a good show. I'm glad we did it. Um, but she was there last Friday downstairs in the larger room and it, and it did, it did well, but it was, you know, is 25% capacity or less. So they're not making any money. Right. Um, so back to the, this idea of, you know, putting things on, C3, Live Nation, whatever. I mean, they got to do something. I, I, I can't, I, I get it. If I were them, it's just so hard. How do you sit back and do nothing? Well, because, because there's nothing to do. 
I, I, I like, I can't, I'm going to, this is where I just uh, going to argue with you. I, I don't know what the point is to do something just for the sake of doing it is a, is putting the health at risk of people is people putting people's risk at health. And until, and look, I, they're just not, Fauci said it the other day, there's no contact tracing that's working. There's no real uh, method to, to finding out if someone is, is sick or not before that they are sick. There's no way to actually figure any of this out. So until then, you're putting people's health at risk by doing something that you just want to do. It goes yeah, back no. to, it goes back to, I'm just going to will my way out of this and that's not going to work. No, I agree. I keep going back. I mean, it's to me, it's the, you know, peeing and non-peeing section of a pool. One of uh, Rick Honeycutt, who's a, you know, pitching coach from here, he equated it to taking your child to daycare with a temperature, you know, just because you want to go to work or need to have the day. You're putting every every other kid in that daycare and their families at risk. The difference is, you, you in that case, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, and what you're talking about and what I've been talking about is people, uh, for whatever reason, want to just ignore it. And I, mm-hmm. I, I know what you're saying. I agree. Uh, I'm, I'm becoming a little more understanding, if that's the right word, of the people who say we got to do something because there are so many of them. And I'm, ta- I'm talking to them over and over, but it doesn't make it right. And, and the point in this and, and, and the reason it's important for us is this is why Bonnaroo canceled exactly what you're saying. Mm-hmm. This is why they canceled. It would have been easy for them to say, we've got to do something. Mm-hmm. Not easy, but, All right. but they don't have the staff. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Well, that, that is a good point. Let's, let's bring that up because I, I want to get to something real quick, but um, you know, uh, any festival is is it takes time for them to initiate some sort of plan one way or the other. Uh, for Bonnaroo, uh, yes, Live Nation owns it, and yes, Live Nation operates most of it. Uh, they punt a lot of it to AC Entertainment, and AC Entertainment, whether or not it's a very small staff, it's a very small operation. The fact that they and by the way, they do a lot of shit. <laughs> They're not just running Bonnaroo, man. They run a ton of venues and a ton of 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 experiences and a ton of festivals so uh they're a busy group of people and it's a very small staff so i cut them a lot of breaks when it comes to uh timing on stuff and and you know i was pretty irritated that that we hadn't heard anything about um uh anything in the black lives matter protests or uh, the weekend of Bonnaroo, mainly the weekend of Bonnaroo, because you had so long to prepare for it and you just didn't, you came up with nothing. Um, so, but I give them a lot of slack. Not only do they have a small staff, but half of them are furloughed. You know, you're not getting a lot of, there, what is there, four or five people in that office at one time? If they're even going to the office anymore? You know about now? Yeah. You know, you know how many are left now? I don't even want to know. Eight. Oh, man. That's tough. So, yeah, anybody wants to to give, you know, AC or Bonnaroo a hard time, uh, they ain't Golden Voice, and they're not Live Nation as much as you think they are. Uh, Okay, back to That's what I'm saying, and Live Nation is is cut, too. I mean, and they're the 800-pound gorilla. uh, I mean, they all are. That's the point I've been trying to make to people is it's not like you flip a switch, you know? Uh, Think about how many people it takes to make that festival work. 
And um, all right, right, real quick, back to the 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 thing about doing stuff on the farm. Uh, I've got a couple of problems here. One, uh, it's the same thing that I don't think drive-in shows are going to work uh, because that's just not how you you experience a show. And the artists that would work are going to be artists like Train where you can sit and stare at it and you don't really have to engage your body or <laughs> you know, it's like, this is fine. And, but uh, the, the show, if you tried to explain to me, we're going to do a show and it's going to be in Manchester for 5,000 people and it's going to be outside, I would say, why in the hell would I drive to Manchester if I'm living in Nashville? Why in the world would they not just put it in an amphitheater that holds 10,000 people? They've yeah. got all the space in the world in Nashville to do this. And, and to Taco's point, it's got to be only just to help the city of Manchester. But I don't see anyone showing up for that. Why in the world would you drive to Manchester, Tennessee, only to sit outside and see a band for a day? That makes no sense. Well, and, and I'll ask you because you're more in that world than I am. Is it about ticket sales or is it about optics and sponsors? I got to give my sponsors something to hang on to them. You know what I mean? I got to do something. I've got to present an event. Um, there's sponsor money out there. If I don't give them something this year uh, that, that pays my salary, you know what I mean? My, uh, bet, is, my bet is the sponsor money is already gone. Uh, there's no getting it back. Yeah, it's back. already paid in my salary. That's what I'm asking, I guess, is, yeah, they've already given me, I mean, what was that, first quarter or second quarter, right? I don't yeah, know that, how this Look, look, let's, let's just use T-Mobile as an example. If T-Mobile is a sponsor of Bonnaroo, uh, my bet is that they haven't paid anything yet to begin with. Um, and whatever they did pay, they got a refund on because uh, the executable hasn't happened. And um, I don't foresee somebody like the sales force of AC Entertainment or Live Nation calling up T-Mobile and is like, all right, so I've got this idea. We're going to do a small show for 5,000 people. Will you give us 20 grand? What do you think? Yeah, I don't know what the numbers are, but I, I, I disagree because I think I'm seeing that happening in some other events. There's a couple here that are, hap that are happening, and I'm sure it's about sponsor money. I'm certain that it's about keeping sponsor money. Riverband, Riverfront Nights, J-Fest, um, right. Okay. Okay. They're that's scheduled fine. That's, to happen. That's fine. Okay. But, but my bet is it's with a brand who, okay, I'm not going to get, I don't want to get into like what is good brand management and not, but, uh, if, if you're calling up Brad's mattress store and, um, think and, and trying to convince me that insert event is a good place for me to put my money, I'm going to laugh you out of the house or laugh you out of the room. Yeah, I'm just, you are. I'm not going to, you might, but if you're a loyal guy and, uh, you know, you got to do something, um, it's better than nothing would be my argument. Otherwise, I'm giving you nothing. I'm giving you zero. Yeah, I just don't know what the brand value is to be attached to anything right now, um, especially if you are a brand that is a sieve of money. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just I would want my money back. I want If I've given anything, I want my money back. And if you're willing to put on something just for the sake of putting on something. It's probably going to be half-assed to begin with, and I don't want my brand attached to a half-assed product. So yeah. uh, I don't know. I, j I just don't know. Yeah, but I go back to there are, and just as you said, there are people who don't believe this is real and are all about, I want it to be over, therefore yeah. it's over. So, yeah, I you know, like-minded people. I don't, I, I can that's that. a total I, I presumption, but I think that's, I think that's, 
I think it's more that than we think we can make money off of 5,000 people buying a ticket. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I agree. It all. I mean, you know, who are the artists that are going to do this? I mean, you're not going to go see you 2 with 5,000 people. I promise right. you that. Right. It's By the way, just as a side. By this aside, did uh, did did we ever for sure hear the number that McCartney got at Bonnaroo? Did do we ever actually hear for sure the number? Oh, I want to say I did, but I can't pull it out. It was okay. Uh, well, I I heard it, and I don't I don't remember ever hearing the number. Uh, so when I, somebody actually confirmed it to me last week, I was like, I don't think I knew that. Two point five. Two point five. Yeah, I want to say around that. He got four for Coachella, two point five for Bonnaroo. Um, worth every penny. I watched every, it again the other day. <laughs> every penny. Unbelievable. Uh, anyway, so yeah, so y- y- they're they're. <laughs> that's the other thing. I mean, I, that's sort of the reason why I brought it up. Uh, you think you're getting a band that's going to be? I mean, somebody. What was the band? Oh, like White Reaper right now. I mean, that's a that's a fifty thousand dollar band. Um, or you know, local natives. It's a sixty thousand dollar band. Uh, you think local natives could even sell 5,000 tickets in a farm right. in Manchester? Not happening. And you think that you're going to spend 60 grand and then 100? Uh, I mean, it's going to cost you a buck 25 to put this show on just to even put it on. And 5,000 people times how much money? How many tickets? It's not going to work. The, the money doesn't work. The and money doesn't and work. That's, that's where the reality comes in is they're still going to ask. They're not coming down 25% or 75%. You know, because they still have costs. Yeah. Uh, there's some, I mean, there are some acts that have that perceived value that bump it up, but then there's the real cost. Yeah. And, and 25% see, basically is the real cost for them to even go out on the road. So, and that's why, that's why I think that um, you're going to see, if you see anything, you're going to see shows like what they're doing, C3 is doing in New Orleans, where uh, it's, it's Tank of the Bangas, Galactic, and Revivalist at a drive in um, yeah, movie theater. Local. I think shows. that's what's going to happen. It's, They're three it's local bands. It's going to yeah. open up regionally. Uh, we're going to see a lot of acoustic shows. We're going to see a lot of, uh, you know, lead singer with a guitar shows. You're not hey, going to see hey, pyro and all that you, stuff. If you want, if you want to make something happen, if I'm AC or if I'm Live Nation, I would do, you know, ten country stars on the farm at Manchester and sell seventy five hundred, ten thousand tickets. Um, like, well, let's look like at country, it this way. The country I mean, fans come out and see six to seven artists. Let's look at it this way. I mean, glass half full kind of thing. I don't have a problem with that. I'd love to see some really talented singer songwriters. I don't need to see lights and all that stuff. You know, it, it's an it, it's an opportunity for the industry to reinvent itself. And that, I mean, I'm I'm reaching. <laughs> I'm seriously <laughs> reaching for silver linings. But I can see that being a good thing because the talented acts will win out. Well, if you find you find six to seven local Nashville country stars uh, and then you put them on the farm at Manchester and, you know, your overall budget's 125 and you've got 10,000 people there and they bought, you know, a $75, $100 ticket, um, you know, that could work. It could probably work, and you could probably I'd go make... up there with Taco. You'd go, yeah, wouldn't we'd you? go. We're we're close enough. I don't know about. I actually thought about that. I I would not go in September, but it to but see it a would small Bonnaroo. But to but your it... point, it it would have to be local Nashville based artists. It would have to be somebody who's willing to right. not be 
on the road and something they can just pop in and do real quick. Yeah, because nobody's on tour, so they're not going to drive straight to Manchester for one show. Yeah, be- yeah. And, and the other thing, too, the great point, Taco. Um, by the way, most of the bands um, probably live 15 other places. Like Cage the Elephant exactly. lives in Nashville. Exactly. Half of the band half the band does not. Uh, Matt I, Schultz I was, does. The rest of the band does not. I was getting ready to say that our Nightfall concert series has been doing it virtually for the last uh, four weeks. And when she reached out to the scheduled lineup, that was a problem. You know, we, we assume they all live in the same house or something or down the street. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, they're all over the place. What and if so, we all, what if us three lived in the same place? What well, if we all lived in the same house? Fair point. You know, you say, Hey, let's do, uh, let's do nightfall together. Well, no, Brad lives in new Orleans and you know, no, it, it, and so that's the reality it's, it's, and that's, it's, so's the roadie, you know, so's the lighting guy. He's in some other part of the country. So yeah. Well, These Nashville, are the kind of things Nashville's we're trying to the, talk about. Nashville is one of the one cities where that could work because there's so much of the industry, you know, parked More right so down. More so than in, probably most, that. definitely. Yeah. New York, so, LA. So uh, the next thing we got to get to is what happens for next year and what does uh, the lineup look like next year. And um, I was, I, I mean, I wasn't surprised. I guess there were so, so many that were surprised that uh, Bonnaroo didn't come out with some sort of plan for 2021. Um, again, uh, I'm, uh, I wasn't surprised to the point that I was making earlier. Uh, they don't have anyone there. Uh, so I don't know what kind of like major plan you think they're going to come up with, with, you know, one fourth of their staff sitting in the room. Uh, they can't, I mean, they, this is going to take a long time for them to sort of sort out and, and shake out and just well, having let me ask you this already is if, I don't if, think it's plausible. I mean, sorry to interrupt, but no, the, uh, so the entire industry shut down, right? So I, maybe that lineup already had 2021 booked, but I'm bet I'm guessing they didn't. No, no, they didn't. And so that's what so I was. I was shift it. You know, they are. It. So that's that's what I heard uh, last week was uh, they're 90 percent of most everything that you see is going to carry over into 2021, and that goes for um, Coachella, Lollapalooza. Yeah. Um, most tours, Bonnaroo, well, I was told 90% is probably a, a pretty safe number to, to bet on. Uh, there, the thing that, that popped in my head, though, was something that Steve and Brian said to us in the, in the lineup show. They were already getting confirmations for 2021. There is a certain specific female pop star that they are trying to go for for 2021 and uh, that will have a new album out, and they are this close to, to it, at least back in in February when the lineup was announced. So how does that change the lineup yeah. for next year? Um, it's those things that Make I'm really fascinated. Yeah, I'm really <laughs> fascinated. because because back to the point that Steve and Brian made is that when they put into the to the to the deal, they've already put in the deal of the time and the stage and the place on the poster. It's part of the contract, especially for the top you know third of the lineup. So how in the world do you fit? Gady Lala into the somewhere up there and fit Never that heard on, of her. Yeah, fit that onto a onto a uh, onto a stage. How do you do that? You make it work. Know. You make it work. And then you well, come back, you come back in January and say, Man, last year sucked, but Yeah, but but it's gonna cost you strong. an extra bill. It's gonna cost you an extra bill. And you well, got that, that just sitting around in the coffers? Uh well, 
You're gonna have to make a, you're gonna have to make some cuts, and that's where this is gonna get really weird. Uh, I, I can't I wait to find out how this, how this, how Stephen Bryan's job changes from now until December, January, February, when they've got to come up with a lineup. Some of it's carried over. Some of it are commitments from the year before, and uh, they're just gonna have to make something work with with probably a cut budget. Well, this is where. You and I have talked. Do we just you and I, Taco? Do we just shut this down, or do we dig deeper into those kind of questions? My personal hope is that we are we, the White Podcast, are somehow able to dig deeper into that because I'm interested. Um, how we make it work, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm. Can we make it work? I don't know. But I'm interested in this type of topic right here. And if we can get these guys to talk to us, I don't want us to come on every week and just speculate. Mm -hmm. That's nothing. But if if we can find people who will speak to us about the process, uh, because this has never happened, so nobody knows. I mean, these are mm -hmm. great questions, and I'm fascinated. But see, that there, there's, there's the secret, Barry. It, it's somebody who's willing to come on and talk to us about this and say something beyond... We don't really know yet. They will at some point, though, is my point, I guess. Yeah, I'm, I, we've done the we've done the predictions. We've talked about it. You know, I'm I'm about getting into the realities of it at this point. Um, and there's still some other cool things uh, to brag on on Russ. He put together the the phone call thing. I thought that is so cool. Uh, we're gonna we you need to give that number out here again where we have people call in. And so, while I mean, you do that, let's neat... and while you do that, let's go through the patrons that we were supposed to do 35 minutes ago. All right, uh, we started. <laughs> you want me to read them? Yeah, go through some you of them. You want to read them? The, Thanks again, the, the Aaron. The phone number out. Yeah. Yeah, and then we'll do that because I just love it. And but I am serious to 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 figure out how we go forward because I think there's a lot to talk about, but. Um, Thanks to our Patreons, Aaron Carlson, Bill, David Grimes, Frank Swanson, Liesl Condor, Phil Hanley, Timothy Proctor, Chloe Hannon, Dan Sweeney, Dustin Garrig, Haley, Mary T, Melody, Melanie, every time I do that, Melanie and J.C. Feldman, Mitchell Stafford, Musical Antlers, Parker Reed, Parker was one of our phone callers, hey Parker, Skyler, Tory, Chelsea Davis, Evan Brown, Gordon Silver, Jason Hazelbaker, Joshua Herndon, Lauren Edholm, Linda Doles, Lucy Young, Nick Yeatman, Ross McNamara, Ryan Mathewson, Sean McCarthy, Tyrone Basquette, William Richards, Clay Wilhoyt, Andrew T. McBride, Catherine Riccio, David Solano, Jacob Marty, Justin Nigro, Meredith, Rittman, Brooke Tussie, Daniel, and Charlotte Horton at the Rubust. Yeah, Taco, that was a great show, by the way. Yeah, I wanted to talk about that. Yeah, let's we'll get time, into yeah. that. David Henson, Ella, Phil Nye, Sean McMain, McCain, Benjamin Wells, Karen Sheets, Stephanie Romero, and DK. Uh, yeah, that was so, a great show you guys did. Yeah, so tell me about that. Uh, I have not listened to it yet, uh, but what? Uh, how did it come about? Uh, what happened to that whole thing? All right. Well, first, let me mention the phone number. Um, I'll put it oh, yeah. on the screen if you're watching on YouTube. If not, it's uh, write this down. It's 423-667-7877. And it's just a voicemail box that you can 
call and tell us, you know, your Bonnaroo memories, your Bonnaroo wishes. Uh, you can confess something. It's anonymous if you want to be. Um, and yeah, we've we've gotten a lot of great messages, and uh, we've played some on the show. So we'll probably you know, keep, keep putting those off there. Do you know what's really irritating about this phone number? It spells four two three six six seven Russ. You picked you picked up on that. <laughs> Yes, it does. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> my uh, mom, years ago, uh, she uh, when I was a kid, I had my own phone number when I was in my room. And uh, that was the big thing in, in, in my when I was growing up. It's the guys that had their own phone number. That was a big deal, right? And then you got the pager. That was another big one in high school. So uh, when you got your own room's phone number, my mom set it up so that my uh, – Phone number was seven seven four Dave because I love Dave Letterman. <laughs> oh, not Dave. Yeah, six yeah, six seven so Russ. Six six, six seven, seven Russ. Russ. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So, yeah. Phone number is great. I hope people will call and leave us a message in a memory because that's a lot of fun. That's uh, really cool. There was one that was really hilarious. Oh my God! I meant to. Oh, that's right. It, it, there was a story that the guy said. You put it. The first one that we put up. Um, I did hear that one. Which yeah. uh, tell me that Climbing story groups. again. Uh, yeah, he yes. said Flaming Lips was 2010. That's right. Um, and he said, right as they're covering money by Pink Floyd, he said he uh -huh. saw a guy pull out a crisp $100 bill from his wallet, light it on fire, and he just said his mind just exploded. <laughs> Seemed like a really good idea. Yeah, at the at time. The time. <laughs> at the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I've got to, so weirdly enough, that is so odd because you know what I was doing at that exact moment? Because I'll never forget the song that they were playing. Were you lighting a hundred dollar bill on fire? I was not, but I was sitting on the stage for that show. And I mean, maybe five feet to my left was McLovin. And who was McLovin hanging out with? Kings of Leon. And they were chugging whiskey from a plastic bottle. And within, I mean, they started chugging at the show, and right when that song hit, McLovin went right over the, the back of the stage and threw up. He went right, blah! As soon as that song hit, it's like, man, this is really, am I high? I was so confused to what was happening in my world. That was the that was the put me over the top show. That was the uh, first two years I was by myself and it was just hot and I was alone and I was kind of digging it, but not really. But I had gone back to my tent prior to that and I could see the camp was in a, that different space. Yeah. And I remember hearing the music start and I looked over and saw the big ball, you know, Wayne Cohen coming out. And I was like, what the hell is that? Yeah. Crawled out of my tent and went back over and thought, okay, now I kind of, now I kind of got my Bonnaroo moment. So, yeah. uh, by the way, I get the, it now. The, the space that Barry's talking about years ago, uh, the the backstage camping area used to be so different. Uh, they used to put it right. They used to put us right behind the what stage, and then anybody that came in after that was overflow, they put you directly where the Calliope wall is. So. You see the. I don't know that one. Where's the Calliope? Uh, you heard of that the, taco? Yes, the Calliope. Uh, is that like the Calliope? No, nope. I've never heard of Calliope. Yeah, I've never heard it's of a Calliope. Calliope. Uh, oh, oh. there. There's a wall there, and then right on the backside of that wall was where they put like overflow media right. slash slash right. uh, guest parking, and it sucked. Right. It was it one tree. The worst. It was one tree that was as big as my hand. Yeah, and everybody fought for it, and then that was it. It was just yeah, hot. yeah. I mean, 
there was there was a and and that was when I started saying these amenities have got to get better. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the uh, I love that story. That guy was good, and then uh, after that was the uh, the Rubus show. So uh, sorry yep. about that. What was that like? Tell me about it. Uh, that was a lot of fun, and uh, big thanks to Lindsey Huffines. Uh, he's part of the Roof Fitness people. He, I think he's the main one. Uh, it was his property, so it was kind of his. Uh, you know, he gave the green light for all of us to go out there and set up camp and. He had a basically a trailer that the stage was, and you know he had some campsites and a, a creek behind it. So you know, big thanks to him for for hosting that. Um, but you know, we it was maybe fifty people. They, he was they were trying to keep it really small. So you know, it, did the space feel cramped at any point when you were with fifty people? No, I mean there was plenty of space for there was way more than enough space. He's got yeah. maybe seven or eight acres out there, and oh, okay. Um, you know, we, we were all pretty spread out camping wise and, you know, had plenty of room for that. So, um, yeah, Rubus was there. They brought down, um, Seeds, a band from Huntsville, mm. uh, to play and they had a DJ. So, you know, we got kind of, it was kind of a live music experience and then a DJ kind of was like the, uh, EDM was it just, experience. Was it just one night or was it two? It was two nights. Oh, no kidding. All right. Yeah, the uh, first night, there was a guy that, uh, just a singer-songwriter guy with a guitar that played, I can't remember his name, Um, but he was good, too. And all these people were just, you know, begging to play for anybody. Okay. All right. (laughs) And we were pretty much, I mean, you could have put a guy, you know, playing the triangle on stage, and we would have been like, yes, you know. Uh Uh, But it, it was a really neat experience. And, you know, I swear if at night, when it was dark, you're looking around at all these people. They're all dressed up in Bonnaroo attire. Yeah. They're all they're yeah. high five and they're saying happy Roo. I could have been convinced that I was at Bonnaroo this year because oh, wow. it just it just had that feeling, you know. Well, Moon Moonshine will do that. Yeah, Moonshine sure. convince you yeah. you're anywhere, but yeah. uh, but I am <laughs> Bonnaroo. Makes, David drove down me, from New York. It makes right? me a good dancer too. Yeah, I'm a it great does. dancer. Yeah, and a good kisser too. <laughs> 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 prove it <laughs> bring the moonshine bring the moonshine yeah <laughs> um yeah david bruce the i am bonnaroo uh film photographer uh he drove down from new york that's where he lives and is he the one that tags us in all those photos all the time yeah and, oh yeah he's uh, good he's really he's good. great and i and i great. when he introduced himself i didn't know who he was because i'd never seen him before and he had to tell me oh yeah i do the i am bonnaroo project oh good oh okay you're that guy so he was there taking pictures you can go on his instagram feed and look at those um yeah he came down um uh our friend kyle the bonnaruvian was there uh of course he lives in murfreesboro so it wasn't a tough tough year for kyle who moves to manchester a mile away from bonner and then bonner doesn't happen oh man Maybe um, maybe he's the jinx. Maybe Kyle is the jinx. Maybe, maybe moving to maybe Manchester. Move him out. Yeah. Wow, yeah. that's heavy. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Kyle. But it was like just a you know just a slice of Bonnaroo. You had you know the the music, the food. There was a guy selling barbecue. I I brought my own food because I didn't know what yeah. you know what the situation was like. But nobody was there, slinging pies. No pies. Um, okay. Just one guy. No cra- selling any cray musties. No cray musties. No, I mean you know there there was a lot missing, but. Yeah. For, for what it was, it was pretty good. And, uh, yeah, so uh, we did a just kind of an impromptu show. I don't think we were planning on it. 
Daniel recorded uh, on his iPad and then promptly lost the audio. So been uh, there, done that. Yeah, yeah, we've learned from those yeah. mistakes. But yeah. so you know, I had some cameras rolling, so I pulled the audio from that, and you know, it sounds okay. It's not the best production-wise. It's not the best episode, but for something we just were like, hey, we're all sitting here. You know, talking Bonnaroo, let's just record might it. Might as well so, do one. Yeah. Might as well do one. I so, great. I thought it was yeah, a good hell, job. that's that's how this show started. It was me and Barry every lunch. It was like, we just, we're talking about Bonnaroo every time we eat lunch. Yeah. Why don't we just, yeah. just record it and start talking mm. something else uh, every time? This. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, and it's available now. What podcast.com. Um, yeah, so uh, do we have uh, do we have anything else we want to get to? Do we have anything else on the list before we. I do, and it's crazy. Up? And you're, I told you, but I. Th- I still want to try. I, I just want to try. So I was yesterday watching uh, the McCartney show, and I stumbled across the old Edwin Sharp uh, show. I don't remember the year, um, but Who they went out. Edwin Sharp. What did I say? <laughs> Edward Mc... is it Edwin McCain's brother? Edwin Sharp. Uh, Edward Sharp. Edward Mag- Sharp. Edward Zeros. Yes. I don't know why I do that. I Edward swear Sharp was gremlin. on the Calliope stage. Edward, yeah, <laughs> okay. Calliope sh- okay. stage. But uh, that's how you say the word. They brought no, it isn't. They it brought. Is. Uh, they we brought. Heard, they brought a, got, a guy named uh, Hayden up on stage, who they had met, and he had had a uh, transplant. And I'm asking anybody out there if you know Hayden or have any contact. I'd love to talk to him for this show. So I know that's uh, that's a reach, but. Uh, I think right, it'd be say, fun. You're going to have to say that again. You, it, that is a tough, tough poll that you just made. Uh, except either they somebody knows or they don't. At, at the end of uh, Home, they were singing Home, and they went out into the audience mm-hmm. and had people tell stories, and they pulled a guy named Hayden, mm-hmm. who the band had met in a hospital some years prior while he was having, a, I think, a liver transplant. And uh, they pulled him up on stage. And it was just a really cool moment. Mm-hmm. And so I'm asking if anybody listening mm-hmm. knows Hayden or how okay. to get in touch with, or maybe Hayden's listening. I don't know. Okay. I just think it'd be one of those things that would be fun to do. Barry wants to cast net and see what he pulls back. He wants <laughs> see to what see happens. What, see what comes onto the boat. Call that number, Hayden. We'll talk to you. Four two three six six seven Russ. That's it. <laughs> Well, speaking of guests we'd like to have on, I, I would love to get David Bruce on. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we'll do uh, that. He, he was such a nice guy. And, you know, we were we kind of mentioned it on the podcast last time. But, you know, it's him and Brian Hensley, I think, is the other kind of big name photographer that shoots Bonnaroo. And Brian Hensley's good at getting like a, an entire scene. Hmm. Um, but David, uh, he really focuses on the people. So yeah. he will do portraits of people at Bonnaroo. And that's kind that's of the awesome. whole idea behind the I Am Bonnaroo series that he's doing is he part so, of a media entity or is he just by himself he's by himself okay and um, they let him bring the that other... gear they let him bring that gear into bonnaroo without having a media pass oh i think he gets a media pass oh, okay. but uh right. you know he's he's pretty much just works on his own so he's not part of a company or anything that okay. does this All right. um and and you know he shoots a lot of film which is interesting because most of everything's digital but you know he's actually there 
loading the rolls and you know he's got to wind them and shoot you know does he have a Volkswagen bus he can use as a black room one of those dark room things that uh he's literally making the photos at Bonnaroo that'd be uh, kind of fun that's a good idea yeah I oh I don't know if you want to get a black light in here or not <laughs> <laughs> yeah Rubus has stickers taco yeah, has that, DNA yeah <laughs> But uh, nice. yeah, and he he was telling us some good stories about you know because he's shooting film, he can't just pop in another SD card as quickly as someone else does. So he's got a limited number of shots, and he was talking about the things he's had to do to you know go over here and switch the film roll out real quick to try to get yeah. the shot because you know he's he'll shoot artists, he'll shoot bands, you know. By the way, one one year, uh, uh, we need to have like our own paparazzi just follow us around. I would like my <laughs> own personal photographer just following us around, documenting the whole weekend. Okay, yeah. let's make that good happen. Luck. Good luck with that. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, you know what I'm sitting here thinking though is, basically, it's like we're a month after what would have been, or a couple weeks after, so we're now back on schedule if you will, for 2021. Yeah. So now we got to right. come up with season four. Now uh, season four. Okay. Yeah. I think we can do it. All right. Well, say, save all your, your loaded, uh, save all your bullets and put it in a gun for season four. Uh, say what you got because every year I look at that calendar and I say 15 shows. Ooh, 15 how are we going to do this? Yeah. And then we get to 23 and I'm like, I think we just wasted all of our material. I, uh, <laughs> And yet it gets it. better and better. All right. Well, uh, love you guys. Talk to you soon. Uh, anything else before we go? I can't. Uh, think I, yeah, I I listened to the uh, if you listen to the Ruham podcast, they did a kind of a fictional wrap up show where they kind of pretended that they actually went and they talked yeah. about the shows that they saw. Oh, that's funny. Uh, that's so funny. and they you know they mentioned us a little bit. That's why I listened. That's, but, that's okay. you know. The, <laughs> Yeah, those guys are great. It's I don't fun. get a Google alert on our names like you guys do. Apparently, I don't. Uh... It's yes, great you do. And and Parker was—he's one of the phone callers, so that was yeah. cool. Parker called in, and I'm not kidding. I really, really want to see. Boy, uh, boy talk about talk about dad not understanding understanding technology. He's one of those phone callers. Well, he <laughs> called the number. He, he's he one left of those phone callers. Yeah. What would you call it? He I would say he's message. one of those that left a message. Yes, that's what I would say. He's one of those phone callers. Yeah, you know, doing thing. those phone did call thing. things. Did the thing with the phone. Yeah. <laughs> he dialed the digits. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, they talked about like meeting up with us and you know, it was it was kind of entertaining. Did we enjoy uh, it? I don't oh, remember. Yeah. Did did we like it? Okay, good. All right, good. Yeah. Did they sure. bring hams? Did I get to try a ham? Uh I tried a hams, apparently. I swear to no, God. Wait, no, I don't think I did. These guys, these guys scream about the hams, but then I never actually see them with a ham. I feel yeah. like it's not, it's not real. I, I feel like it's a made-up product. I've never heard of the ham. I want the ham, and I want it proof, and I don't have, have you, it. Have you yeah, ever I had want, a hams? I've never had one. I'd never heard of it until I'm, I'm vegetarian. I don't have that. <laughs> it's a lot like a PBR. <laughs> it's not bad. It's a lot like a PBR. Yeah, I mean, that was part of the plan that we were going to meet up and uh, share some Turn hams. Ham. Yeah. I will say, I will say the thing that I, I missed the most about not doing um, Bonnery this year was, you know, of course, the shows and, and camp. But I really did miss that that beer exchange. That thing was fun. That was yeah. really, really fun and um, miserably hot. Uh, I mean, 
you couldn't hear half of anything was anybody was saying, but at the same time, it was super, super fun. I love that little bar that was tucked away in there. I think about that place all the time and how amongst the campsites you could walk by every single day and not know there's a bar back there. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. <laughs> pretty yeah. amazing. I love everything yeah. about that. Uh, I think yeah, the thing I, that I, I missed it. the most besides the lineup, which was incredible was the fact that we were going to meet a lot of these people that we've been talking to. I know that yeah. sounds made up, but I really was looking forward to, uh, you know, face to face with a lot of these people. Uh, and I, and, and I, I hope we can manage I, to carry that over for the next 11 months or whatever. I, I agree. And I love that idea. I just don't know how accomplishable that would have been considering what our days look like. Uh, you know, it, I'd hope to, it would just be like a random run in really. Yeah. 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 I don't, yeah, that's, I was worried about that and I, and and you don't like people. So that was going to be weird to begin with. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not that antisocial, but no, I really was looking forward to just sort of seeing how that played out because, um, I, I just think this community is, it's unusual. There's no question. I mean, we're four years into something we thought would last with three months. So. I think I think the word is badass. I think the phrase is badass. It's pretty damn cool. Yeah, yeah uh, it's there's really no cool. No question about it. And so I was looking forward to seeing a, a lot of folks. I mean, Daniel and Charla as, as Russ. I mean, he's still talking about last week, and uh, those, you know, those are those are cool people, and uh, I really wanted to see them. Yeah, it was that was what made the uh, the speakeasy room so fun is all the people that were there because that's the same people. Right, that we would have hung out with a binary pretty much. So right, and that 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 is sort of a, a shot in the gut, you know. You 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 talk and talk and talk and talk this thing up, and then yeah. um, you look around and you're like, okay, I'm ready to uh, I'm ready to be with my people now, and yeah. uh, see some people and meet some people, and and then you you know you just get these three dopes. Yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> over uh, and over. We basically got fan fiction from the Ruham guys, you know, making up stories about what we did because we couldn't actually be there and do it yeah i really like that idea I, that's that's really it, it fun it's pretty entertaining yeah i'm gonna go listen all right i wish uh, i wish i knew what i did i mean i'd love for them to fan fiction and some things that you know give me some you know memories that i'll wow let's be honest with you I, that's the other thing that I, we need <laughs> the, the the photographer idea is one thing to have a paparazzi follow us and document the thing but i need somebody to take some notes and some minutes because i forget most everything that happens well yeah we need uh, a stenographer yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i need a court stenographer yeah. to follow us around at all times all right uh there you go uh so uh until we get uh, some information or some news about something i guess uh, that's it for a little while huh yeah, I don't have any other uh, other news. I mean, you're talking right. to the same people I am. It, yeah, maybe you know, we can get some guests on. And I want to. I want to get yeah. David. And I, I want to keep doing this, uh, but I don't want it to feel tired. So we'll 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 figure it out. Okay. And all the stuff, all the Patreons, the stuff's on the way. We promise. Yeah, yeah I'm really excited about the sh- the stuff. You got that koozie. Hold up yeah, the koozie. Shirts shirts are is. on the way. So I the the shirts are uh, super interesting and, and they're doing a different process than just a regular basic like boring screen print. I wanted them to be like really high quality. So uh, they've they've been a tad delayed, um, but it turns out uh, you know Bonnaroo didn't happen. So uh, we had some extra time. Uh, Should luckily. we? And we can. Uh, I'm going to ask it because uh, so, somebody out there is going to be thinking: Can they buy this stuff? I mean, obviously yeah. we're sending stuff to Patreons, but we got extras for some of the others, right? Yeah, we talked about 
setting up a storefront where you, you know. I know I have a few of these in my living room. <laughs> I got a lot of these stickers. Yeah, you made so. a couch out of them. Yeah. <laughs> so many of them sleeping on. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll probably do something like that to where you can just buy some merch. Um, oh, cool. If you want it. Right. Probably cool. ought to send something to uh, somebody that calls in on the phony thing. Dials does the ringy the di- phony the phone thing. thing. The ringy ding. Yeah, what are the phone callers? <laughs> the yeah. phone callers. Yeah. Maybe we'll send uh, you so, something. Someone named Edwin will call about a guy <laughs> named Jamie on the phone caller thing. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, there you go. Uh, talk to you then. Uh, what podcast is Barry? It's Taco and Brad. Love you. Bye. Journey through the stories that define the artists playing Bonnaroo. Who are they? What are they? What will you see? The what? Which bands? This year, that matter. Yay. With Brad Steiner and Barry Corder. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.